Happy Sunday. Welcome to the Sunday morning with the Elohim. As this is broadcast from California, so it's still morning over here. <laughs> the Elohim and the Ra yeah. group are the two forces that we communicate with through Terry Brown. Terry will be here with us briefly. And it will be a two-hour show as usual. And also, this is a simulcast with a conference call. We will have live channelings in the first hour and also the second hour. The healing list will be presented to our sources. And I welcome you all. Thank you all for being here. And in the last minute, we had a few more people join in. If you want to, feel free to say your names and locations. Roger and all. Hi, hi. Hi, Roger. Roger. Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Antonia. Hello. Hi, hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Joy in Squim, Washington. Hi. Welcome, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Diamond, Northern Ohio. Hi, everybody. Hi, Don. Hi, Don. Hi, everybody. Hi, Don. Good morning, beautiful hi, people. Joel in Chicago. Hi, Joel. Hello, Joel. Hello, everybody. Don, Don, Don. And welcome to all you folks listening in online through BBS Radio. Happy Sunday. Thank you for being here. Could you put my dog, Abby, on the healing list? Yes. <laughs> How's Abby? She had an operation, and um, she had, like, a oh. pus in her uterus, so they had to remove all that. Oh. Happy Sunday morning. Welcome. Please say your name and location. Hi, Dimitrius. Massachusetts. Dimitri, welcome. Hi, Demetrius. Hi, Demetrius. And welcome to the next caller. Please say your name and location. Now, yeah, positive greetings from Sedona, everyone. Hi, hi. Hi, hi Raiden. Hi, Raiden. Raiden, welcome. Hi, Raiden. And I think she still might have a, a little infection in the kidney. Welcome to the conference call. Please say name and location. Hi, it's Bonnie in California. Hello, Hi, Bonnie. Bonnie. Welcome. Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Good morning. Hi. Hi, CJ. Hi. <laughs> and so, like, uh, could I add like a total recovery or something like that? Yes. Happy Sunday morning. Welcome. Please say your name and location. It's Terry, Nevada. Welcome, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. We're going to have three Terry's on the line. Who else? Please say your name and location. Good morning. Francis calling from Concord Martinez, California. Good morning, Francis. Welcome. Hi, Francis. Hi, Francis. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Sija. Okay, that's welcome. 
Happy Sunday morning, welcome. Please say your name or location. Good morning, it's Ben and Sedona. Hello, Good morning, Wayne. Wayne. Welcome. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Eddie, Eddie isn't here yet. You sound like you're in Nixon's paper cup. Gary is, is here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the next call. Please say name and location. Hi, it's Debbie Costa Mesa. Debbie. Hello, Debbie. Oh, hi, guys. Hi, Debbie. <laughs> Hello. You goofy people. <laughs> you nut job. <laughs> I resemble that. Bye. Take it proudly. It's all it's all of us. Those are called politicians. <laughs> I've missed you, I Jeff. Stupid politicians of the week. Um, let me see. We had Washington Department of Health allows uh, vaccination sites to deny white people. They say that white people will be denied an appointment and automatically put on it. And then Oregon has a bill to ban any livestock criminalizing raising food. Oh my God. That's concerning. Yeah. I love you, CJ. I miss you. Love you, Antonio. I miss the, you. The things are off. <laughs> Antonio, get get proton mail, Antonio. We need you. <laughs> I don't do email. Hi, hi. <laughs> Please yes. learn. Please learn. No, uh, learning. Is Lauren, is, is Lauren here? I haven't heard of Lauren yet. Antonio. No. What time is it? Let me see. Hello to everyone on BBS. We're six oh. minutes late at this point. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody on BBS. I don't think we've ever been on time, so being late is mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of a mute point. <laughs> Hello, this is Carolyn. I'm in Chico. Hi, Good morning, Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. <laughs> Good morning. Hi, Carolyn. Joel, if you Hi. were on the whole planet healing call, then it starts on time. Hi, family. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Good morning, Morgan. I got my phone to work and I remembered the different number. Oh, Yay! <laughs> Me too. Lots of noise coming in. Oh, that's you, Morgan. Great. Gonna mute you. All right, and a few more people have joined in, and we welcome you all. Thank you for being here. Ready to go in? Uh, maybe 30 seconds. I'm getting carried to get on her phone, okay? You have a bad, bad sound there, Win. Pretty poor sound. No, I know, I know. And I'm going to get on my headset. He's never ready to go. I'm always helping, helping Terry, so that's good. I'm just picking on you because you pick on me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's don't start a fight now. 
Okay. Here comes my headset. Hello? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm on my... I sound better, right? Yeah, yes, that's better. Yeah. Yes. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Terry? She isn't here yet. Terry, hurry up and get on! If anyone's listening on VBS, we're humans. Can you tell? <laughs> I forgot we had a call today. And... Uh, Terry woke me up and said, we're, we're on in an hour. Would you make me breakfast? <laughs> so, I did. Let me see how she's doing. Here she comes. that come in the door oh <laughs> hi good morning terry terry's here okay good morning. it's a go yeah thank, thank you for being here terry and i hope you do you're doing well and uh uh i'm doing good yeah all right, all right. Glad to hear that. So when it is uh, April 25th? The recording has started. Good morning, everybody. This is 8-12. What is he saying? It, the date, I think, is 4-26, right? April 25th. 425. It is 25. April 25th, 2021, Wynn and Terry in Sedona, and everybody everywhere. And this is Sunday morning with the Elohim, where we're going to have a conversation with a source in the celestial realms. I'll be asking questions. Terry will be channeling the answers and they explain themselves to be a group of energy bubbles bubbles is not the right word they don't have bodies they're intelligent energy and there's millions of them and they can project energy into this realm they say they have been around before the universe was created. In other words, when they started out, they were energy and there was 
nothing else out there. And then they set upon the task to create persistence and density. And they've explained to us how they've done that. We're not going to talk about that now, but that's up on the spiritchannel.net. It's very fascinating. If you're one of those people that wonders how things work, we might have the best answers on the planet because um, this goes beyond science. But actually, uh, they use science. There were um, frequencies and and holograms and and um, big bangs, and they've explained it all to us. We actually have some people on our call, intentions, and <clears throat> who are who are scientists and who actually understand it and see how it matches with um, science as far as science can take it. So this is this has become our most popular call, and I never know how it's going to turn out. It's an adventure for me as well as it is for you, the listeners. And um, we do a little invocation to start. I'm going to start without a lot of talking prior uh, because this topic may take the topics that I'm starting with. I start with a topic, and then depending on how their answers go, I can veer off and expand the topic this way or that way or the other way. And um, are you ready, Terry? I'm never ready, but I show up because, you know, I don't prepare. So... Uh, but I'm here, and I don't know what's going to be said or the topic or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I'm ready to be ready. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. We've been doing this for years now, and um, when we first started, when Terry would channel she would never remember what she said. And I'm sitting there, I'm listening, and I'm saying, oh my God, did she just say that? Wow. And it was like, (laughs) she was channeling. We get done, and I I say, okay, next, and I go do the dishes. (laughs) Say, Say that again? Yeah, and then we'd finish, and then I'd uh, say, I didn't do that, and I'd uh, go do the dishes or something. Well, there was a sense of unreality to it, because it was so far out. It's like, number one, it was it was hard to believe, even though it was believable. And number two, it was so much responsibility to be talking 
seemingly so casually to these very expansive intelligences in the universe. They call themselves the Elohim. And at different times historically, Elohim has been one of the words for God. And, um, and when I asked them, do you really like to be worshipped? They said, no. They said, we're like your higher level friends and we can help you in ways that no one else can. And you can help us because your realm is like falling off the cliff and um, their energy can help shift things in this realm. So thank you all for being here. I think uh, there's been a lot of major turning points in this connection, and and I'm learning constantly. And a number of you on this line have been regulars, and you probably realize it, but in case you don't, you have been critical to my learning because I started to sense the impact this work had on people and how it could contribute to their lives and how the Elohim can connect with the people on this call. They do. And um, when they connect, uh, it's different for everybody, of course. But things happen. You can have a healing. You can have synchronicities. You can start letting go of old patterns. And they don't do it for you, but they create the, how would I say it? The, the, the impetus for you to do it and the awareness for you to do it and the realization that you're not alone, that you don't die, your physical body dies, but the rest of you doesn't. And I think people that are regulars on the call have been listening get to know that on a very intuitive, intrinsic level, not as a religious belief, but an inner knowing. And so, if all that sounds appealing to you, if you're listening on BBS, we do 10 calls a week, 10. And we're using these conference calls as a vehicle to hold the energy for this. And you're all welcome to attend if you're intrigued. And to find out how to get on those calls, we have a webpage called thespiritchannel.net. Thespiritchannel.net, all one word. And it lists all the calls, plus it has the archives of thousands of past calls, which has been an evolving process. When we talk to them, we learn something, but then more questions come up, and the questions go deeper. So over years, there's been an evolutionary process in the depth of the information we get 
Okay? So we're going to start, and we're doing an invocation for protection. Father, Mother, uh, God. I want to say something before. Uh, as far as, like, when we first started, like, in 2002 and so forth, up to 2010, they would try to say stuff to me, and I just wouldn't get it. I just, I'd say, you know, I don't understand at all what you're trying to say or what you're doing. And um, <clears throat> so they would have to be tricked and get more simple. And then they wouldn't bring it up again, say, for another 10 years. And finally, I would have a little bit of background. <clears throat> and then they bring it up and I go, Oh, that's what you were trying to tell me. That's amazing. And so the team has grown, and they've been uh, training us, like by giving us um, backtracking and putting the data in ways that we could understand it better because of the first, like it was just way beyond me. Like I got a degree in physics uh, from college, <clears throat> and I minored in math, and I could tell that they were really advanced in math, and but I, I, w- I just wasn't getting it. But then I started to catch on, and so the channelings have been progressively more and more deep, going more deep, going deeper and deeper. Okay, back to you. <laughs> They used to tell terrorists you needed to get a bigger vocabulary. <laughs> I know. This is, can't you learn five new words a day? Because <laughs> when they give me a concept, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll say, there's a way to express it um, with, with really precise words, and I wouldn't know the words. And they'd say, um, Where's Daphne? That's the person that was channeling. She started channeling them, and uh, she stopped. And it's like they, she has a bigger vocabulary than me. And so anyway, they've had to uh, do a lot of training with me and been real patient with me. Okay, but so let's get started. It's like I... I see, you know, if if it's simple enough for me to understand and convey, then it's easier for the people that are listening to be able to understand. When you're breathing in, mm-hmm. Mike. What? When is breathing, breathing in, Mike. Okay. Is that better? better? He bought me a yep. new headset, and this headset is much more comfortable because uh, the the head rest on my headset they always pull off and, and so this one has its headrest still there and it's really comfortable great okay father mother god we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect terry and myself and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies 
through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection. while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? Yes. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. This extends to all the realms. The one infinite creator extends through each and every realm and is a participant, is a part is a basis in all of the realms. And we take a moment, we adjust and we connect with each and every person that wishes to be connected with because this is an interactive call. It's not us speaking to Terry to you. It's interactive with the people that wish to be in touch. Um, we come directly to you. We don't go through the telephone lines or through the computer. That is where the voice comes from, and that's slower. We come directly to each and every one of you that wishes connection. And you may not notice us, or you may notice something a little different, because we are higher frequency. So we are connecting with you at a higher range, a higher frequency. Sometimes some of you might see a slight tinge of light pink um, because when we interact with your sphere, it gives off a light pink uh, light. We are here to, wherever we can, to assist. Uh, If you have questions, to see if we have any knowledge or anything that can contribute to helping you with expanding your horizon in that area and knowing more. We can shed light from uh, the higher levels to all the way through to the third density levels. And we love the animals. We love the animals. The animals don't have the facility to talk as much, but the animals can um, comprehend and they know more than you think they may know. They're very intelligent. Do you have questions? Well, you know, we've talked about many different topics and there's a word that's come up that you've used and I've used. And and I I said I hear the word I get an intuitive understanding for it, but don't really understand it as deeply as I could. 
And the word is hologram. And oh, that's a wonderful word. Yes, yeah. it, it, our, there are uh, huge, huge ramifications with the word hologram. We give you an example. Uh, a hologram is a snapshot in 3D of everything involved in the creation of the moment that one is experiencing. Hologram applies to everything. And everything is a result of all of the influences that feed into it. For instance, the wall. That is a result of all of the paint, of all of the cement, of all of the chemicals, of all of the alignments of the, um, the dimensions of it. And this can be expressed mathematically so that each, if you put on your magic glasses, uh, which is, um, takes another whole look at things uh, from another perspective, which we have the ability to do, and you look at the wall, it will have an equation written on it that describes the result that you see and is the sum of each of the participants in the creation of that wall, the paint, the cement, uh, the gravity of Earth, the uh, medians, the star medians that cut through that area. It, it's all encompassed in the equation that when you have your magic glasses on, you can see the equation written on the wall. Everything has an equation written on it when you look through your magic glasses. The sky, the trees, the road, everything. Um, the holograms are um, interactive too, but where they would interact gravity-wise with the ground, the um, and it is a holographic equation, and it is changing in every single instance of <clears throat> the rotation of the Earth. Uh, it changes. So this holographic equation is changing in every single moment of time, and um, it is always up to date. And so if you have your magic glasses on and you're looking at the equation for the wall, it will be changing. Now, when we come along and we are working with you and you ask a question and you might say, say, you give an example of something in your life that isn't working up to optimum and you would like to change it. Then one of the things that we have in our toolbox to do is to spin the hologram. We take a look at the particular instance in your life that you 
uh, are saying that you would like to change. And so we are able to look at the holographic outcome that you are experiencing when <clears throat> this is interactive in your life. And we can then see the equation that makes up that final result. Now, it would be your outcome, your, your belief in what your outcome is, your, the intensity of your belief, uh, the ability of you to let go of the uh, circumstances that are non-optimal and that could change the outcome, the things in the surroundings that are keeping your uh, unwanted hologramic outcome in place. We can take a look at um, the things that are holding you back. It might be say, your, your doctor's belief system. Your <clears throat> doctor um, has superimposed uh, his uh, belief upon your belief, and then that would be one of the elements elements of it. And so we can spin the various elements of the um, makeup of your final outcome. We can spin the various elements of it and watch the change in the hologramic outlook. And so we spin it. We um, Maybe it's uh, okay there is this Hold with the doctor says that all participants are on hold. All participants are off hold. Are we still? Are we still okay? Are we recording? When? We are good. Continue, when? please. Continue, yes. please. Thank you. Yes. So, so we say uh, we spin <clears throat> that belief system that your doctor is superimposed on your belief system. We spin it, and we and by spinning it, we are saying, okay, it's strong here. Now we're going to spin it so it's not as strong. We're going to spin it so it doesn't have so much effect. We're going to spin it further. So the uh, belief system of your doctor no longer influences you, and we can then... Uh, review at the same time the outcome and see how each of the lessons of the belief of the doctor is superimposed upon your belief system uh, changes the outcome for you. And uh, so we can change all the various elements that make up the final result that you are experiencing that you don't want. And we can get it to the point where we see, oh, you know, if we spin all of these aspects, then you're going to get an outcome, say, of healing. And, uh, and this is what you really want. Now, then if you are really open to the healing and really open to letting the detrimental beliefs belief systems go that influence your outcome, if you're open to that, then when we spin that and and, um, 
and then we see the outcome would be just for the instant of what you want, and we let it go. Now, you are the one that is senior. You're the one in control. Now, you can reimpose that doctor's belief right away, and immediately we see the outcome fade that you want, and it goes back to the outcome you don't want. So uh, it depends on you and your uh, control over your surroundings. So if, let's say, that you don't have any money, no food, and the roof leaks, and you can for an instant in time envision that you has none of those problems and everything is solved and everything is beautiful. And and this is um, what you can even envision, even if it's for an instant. Then that gives you a reference point that you can keep coming back to and you can create that hologram in your mind. Now that is senior to... um, the reality of your situation for the moment. And that eventually will have to move into what you are envisioning as true. You could say envisioning um, that this is true, but then on the other hand, you, you don't really believe it because the roof is still leaking. Um, and uh, so then eventually that grabs you and you go back to it. But if you can hold it, the longer you can hold it or, or the more times you can envision it for an instant, that becomes senior to um, the reality of the situation and the reality of the situation will change to agree with your new hologramic view. That's a little bit about holograms. You know, <laughs> there were a couple of instances where holograms were used. For example, when we talked about the beginning of the universe and the beginning of creation some time ago, it was indicated that the Elohim um I was going to call them souls or beings, energy beings, could communicate to each other by projecting holograms. And it was even said... Well, they could communicate uh, telepathically. Uh, They could immediately understand what the other one was uh, knocking up or thinking. Uh, Now, the creation of holograms back then was a joy. It's like somebody created a painting and says, look what I created. Isn't this a beautiful, beautiful picture of a pine tree? I'm going to put this on my wall. It's like, uh, it's a down step. It's it's not a real way of creating because once you create it, it, it's all created in the now and then it will dissipate. But if you have more than one being, uh, that's agreeing with the that's a pine tree. You're you're gonna have it persisting. 
Right. Now, the question is, at that time, there was no physical universe. There were no pine trees. So what was the reference point for creating a picture when there was nothing to paint? It could spin energy, and the energy spinning would create an image. It mm-hmm. wasn't a pine tree, but pine trees came later. Like, what would be an example of an image that was created at that time? A galaxy. A galaxy. Okay. Yes. So you, so you could spin the image of a galaxy, and then as soon as you stop... We could spin the energy. We could spin the energy, and then the energy is interacting. We create uh, star systems and sub-eddies and uh, portals and uh, gases. It'll begin to uh, create the whole thing. But until there were two people or two beings spinning it, it couldn't persist. It needed two people holding the energy or more. Well, in order for um, like the awareness to be shared or, or the, uh, something to manifest, you need at least two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, if the two decided to stop, stop, then the creation would stop. Yes? Right. Okay. Now, uh, another thing I well, was mo- thinking momentum about... Momentum is to carry us. Go ahead. What? You were talking about a doctor. And obviously, we know that doctors um, create belief systems... And people well, doctors have authority. Doctors have um, people listening to them. Uh, prestige, um, character, um, and, and so people listen to them and assume that they, what they see is correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we're trained to put our faith in doctors. I mean, I remember when I was we a looked kid. looked doctors. All my, yeah. you, you looked to oh. doctors. Excuse us. <laughs> we looked to doctors. You know, I mean, it was a ritual. All my aunts and uncles would make regular trips to the doctors and get all these prescriptions, okay? And, um, yes, they assume that the doctor knows best. There's a saying, the doctor yes. knows best. Right. And um, they didn't hear an apple a day keeps the doctor away. But in, in any case, there's an interesting thing that's come up in our sessions in the past with certain healers, okay? And there were certain healers that were being very effective, sometimes miraculously effective, in working with people. You know, we've had at least two of them involved in our group. 
at different times. Kimberly. One still is. Kimberly, right. And then sometimes Kimberly would say something or recommend something that was that uh was contrary to what I believed to be true. Um about well, something that would work did, to heal something. As, as let me let me finish let me let me Go ahead. The point is that when I asked about it, they said she was coming from such a high level that because she said it, it would add the energy of the high level, and it would be true. It would work. She was rewriting the hologram. Right. And so that's a little different than a regular doctor who's just operating on the authority of his medical training, etc. But yes. the thing about it is, when a person believes in something, their own belief can bring it about. For example, Terry went through a period of almost dying, and she had a wonderful doctor, an oncologist, who happened to have been Catholic, I believe, or Christian at least, he would pray for his patients. He would come in and visit her every morning and say hello. And so yes. uh, in, in that case, he was invoking higher healing energy, even though he may not have understood it. That's how it looked to me. And, he would um, come in in the morning and he would see uh, you, uh, they would have taken the blood results already and he analyzed it. And by the time he came in at 7, they already had the results. And he would say, well, your uh, white count of your blood is up, you know. It's up from point uh, zero something <laughs> and normal yeah. Four, it, and he would say, "It's gonna, it's 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 really good. It's up to one. It, it's up to point one, and it, it's gonna get really good. It's gonna it's gonna get up to normal." And he would be so happy and encouraging, and it did. It came up to normal eventually. Mm-hmm. And you know, I used to. I was saying. I started out sleeping in the in the room of the hospital. It was in Phoenix, and it was a hundred miles from Sedona. And, uh, and eventually, that was I rented a little motel down the block. And but I would go in, and I would just hold this really positive energy. And when the nurses came in, I would greet them, and I remembered the healing of my sister when I said, uh, when I made her tell jokes to her her nurses, and the Elohim said they couldn't have done a healing on her if I didn't do the jokes. It helped lift the energy and the vibration. And 
and I, I recall just, you know, I just was so cheery, even though Terry, everyone was thinking Terry was going to die. She couldn't possibly pull out of this. And All the did. nurses, every time they change shift, they come in and say, all right, if, if you stop breathing, should we resuscitate you? And I'd always say, you better resuscitate me or Wayne's going to be really mad. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, one yeah. th- one thing I this is one thing I sensed <laughs> one thing I sensed was that Terry is someone as those of you who have been listening to our line, she remembers her past lives. She remembers everything. She talks to the spirits. She's not really afraid of death because she's kind of, how do I say this? She's, the word that came up was, well, she's already half dead. But really, she's already half or more <laughs> in the other other realms. So, you know, if she drops her body, she she's already established herself there. Um, is that true? I think that's true, but let's get a confirmation. Well, <clears throat> you know, talking to people that have passed over, they have all different kinds of attitudes towards it. And uh, I, I just curious, I remember uh, this one um, person that passed away recently, and... Um, was investigating the hospital. Just, you know, oh, wow, what's this big machine and what's going on here? And, oh, this is the ward where, uh, you know, the cold, somebody just went cold blue and, oh, well, hi, you know, oh, that guy doesn't talk. I mean, and and then there's the other guy that, like, this is still, it's like when, um, there was, there was a health food, food person uh, that passed away, Adele Davis, and, uh, and and I went. I, sometimes when people are really like passed away, I go and I check on them. And I checked on her, and she was sitting. She was just there, being a dead body. And I said, "Hey, you know, I mean, uh, you don't have to stay there like that." And she said, I'm dead. And I said, you are dead. You know, I mean, you're alive. You're looking at me. You know, and uh, no, I'm dead. And and finally, you know, well, she has to go through that stage, you know, of thinking she's the dead body until she gets so bored with it, she wanders off. Uh, But there's all different kinds of reactions to people in their transition. I loved the one with my brother. When my brother, he passed away, and Wynn and I went and talked to him at his funeral. And, and like, uh, I was saying, come walk with us. And he was saying, no, I can't leave my body. But then I kept backing up and backing up further and further away, and he kept coming with us. And, uh, and, and it's, <laughs> he was great. He said, well, you know, when I was in the retirement home, they wouldn't let me leave. And now I have another problem. I can't make the body work. And uh, 
so I explained to him how you make the body work. You can leave the body and uh, you can intend yourself. So I said, intend yourself to the tree over there. There's a tree 10 feet away. Just intend yourself over there and back. That's an exercise for you to do every day. But he couldn't do it, you know. He But he was leaving his body and he was following me around. But I could talk to him just like I could talk to Wynn. I mean, he, he was right there. I could see his spirit there. And he would answer me. I'd say something and he would answer. And uh, Wynn tape recorded it. Uh, maybe someday we'll find the recording so it and see how it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it was like really crazy, okay? Because Terry and I went back to New York, uh, Spencer, Spencerport. Spencerport. Where she was, Spencerport, where she was brought up. And we went back because there was, was it going to be a funeral for your brother or some yes. some event happening at the cemetery? And, yes, uh, you know. Funeral, and we're we're sitting there, and Carrie is like, hmm, <laughs> and she was connecting to her brother, and uh, I was saying, I really apologize that everybody ignored you at the funeral. It's like, um, <laughs> and they went through their thing and said whatever they said, you know, and everybody ignored the fact that he was a pair. <laughs> And so we left the funeral, or we left the cemetery, and she said, i got to go back there tomorrow. And yeah. she drugged me back there. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I was still at the stage where I wasn't sure if Terry was sane or not, okay? <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'm still at that stage. <laughs> now I, I know, now I know that. <laughs> Now I think the same thing about myself, for my thing, you know, <laughs> because all of this stuff is so far out of the box. And um, but I went back the next day, and and Terry is chatting with her brother, and uh, I had the tape recorder running. And uh, did we go back a second day as well? I think we did. Yeah, we did. We uh, every um, chance we could get, I would drag you back there. Right. So, but you you drug me off subject, or I drug myself off subject. I wanted to talk about this idea of these healers who could say things, recommendations. And this is kind of important. If you go to a really good healer, it does not mean they're perfect. But... Healers that are connecting with the highest of realms may say something that not may, would not be true in this realm by medicine or even alternative medicine. And yet, because they say it, they say, drink a glass of apple juice every day. 
there's an energy imbued in their in their in their in what they do that it brings in the energy of the higher realms. It's kind of like a mantra. Something I learned about mantras. You know, mantras are words you repeat over and over again. It supposedly helped bring you back to God. And what I learned was, uh, the most, well, let me just say the most common mantras, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. And this was a period of my time, of my life, when I was studying Indian things, India, guru stuff. They're, you know, they're all mantras. They give you a mantra. And, um, and you're supposed to repeat that mantra. And I realized that if they sat with you and they gave you a mantra and they had their chakras open, the energy of their chakras being open and their connection to the higher sources, whatever they were for them, would activate that chakra because you would get the chakra, you would get the mantra while you were in an expanded state. So it wasn't the words of the chakra. It was the expanded space and the connection to all that is that would come in. And you could have said Coca-Cola, 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 and it would work if that's what they told you to say. And you could probably experience a bottle of Coke coming your way. <laughs> right. <laughs> you go buy it. <laughs> but in any case, this thing that we're talking about here, about healers who are coming from a higher place, could give you a bottle of Coca-Cola and say, drink this and you'll be healed, and it could work. But, if you lose your confidence in them, it won't work. So you have, it's, it's like, if you have the confidence and the conviction that they know what they're doing, even if they don't, on the 3D level, know what they're doing, what they say can still work. And um, can I source this, say when something about you, that? You would have. You would have deep confidence the the healing would occur and uh not the the um you would have confidence in the healer or you you would have um confidence in that what the healer was doing was workable, and that would uh give the hologram a big boost towards working. Mm-hmm. Now, when Terry was in the hospital and when she was healing, I expected her to have an instant healing, kind of like my sister did, and that that you would have done something because of the work she's doing and how important she is and how worthy she is. But it didn't happen that way. And the hologram for senior. 
Was was her hologram blocking that? There was Did you certain, answer? Was it? Uh, there were certain elements of her hologram that uh, added to her uh, sickness and her desire to uh, just move, move to a different, uh, uh, say, a different body because uh, <clears throat> her uh, left leg was shorter and it was throwing her whole bone structure off and it was creating problems between the operation of her body. Uh, There were certain uh, systems that she just was getting upset with within her body that wasn't working as well as it could. But I feel as we have developed this work we're doing, she realizes how important she is, and and the work is. Well, she the, it's 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 not that uh, she's important. It's that like right now the, there's a critical mission for each and every one of the people on the call, and and the the like the ground crew that is helping to stabilize some kind of sanity in in the world. Um, and uh, it all adds to the uh, potential healing of, of the planet and the people and, and, the, and the family life and uh, the holistic harmony of things getting along and the healing of the food system. Uh, there is so much healing needed as there is purposeful um, alienation uh, to disrupt uh, life at this time. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Terry's helping, playing a big part. And so is everyone who's listening to us. Because yes. this work doesn't happen in a vacuum. It can't. <laughs> it takes a group energy to hold a hologram yes. for shifting. And you know, another question is, we often talk about the collective consciousness. Is the collective consciousness another form of hologram? Yes, it creates a, um, a great, well, there are various ways of belief systems that move through society and are maybe fostered by certain people that want certain outcomes, uh, and it creates a hologramic uh, viewpoint of how things are, uh, like CNN and YouTube and uh, the various outcomes, media, Twitter, uh, the owners somehow realize that they can sway opinion by taking down any adverse opinion to what they want to believe. And then this can add to the consensus reality of what is true. People listen to the TV and they get the idea of what is true 
and what is projected on the TV is what some of the leaders want people to believe and anything objecting to that is taken down. So there are people that uh, are very much swayed by the the consensus reality. It's like a holographic belief that moves through everybody and sways them in the way of the belief of the consensus reality. And there are people that are able to keep their own center in spite of a consensus reality that may be adverse to people or health in general. Uh, but there's people that are able to keep their own center and their own belief. In spite of that, there are other people that just get on uh, the wave of the consensus reality, and that is what they project and believe. Mm-hmm. Now, if enough, if, if enough people could shift the collective, um what we call the negative it seems to have such a strong grip on 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 what they're doing. It is money that is in back of that. Mm-hmm. The some of the top people that have influence are bought by being um, bought, bribed. Mm-hmm. I think they're also bought by sex and blackmail. Yes, the, it is the uh, this the lockdown. They're they're locked down mm-hmm. and they're way out. There is um, a snapshot by uh, being. Uh, led into uh, unethical uh, behaviors that they are then blackmailed from if they decide that they're going to move into an ethical uh, format. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to shift the line of questioning a little bit, and I want to ask you, what is a hologram made of? Is it a particle? Is it a photon? Is it uh, beyond all it is that? An orienta- it is an orientation of the particles within the sphere of influence of the hologram. It is an orientation that moves all of the particles into a certain organization and formation um, based upon all of the inputting uh, influences, um, the inputting uh, um, willing projections, the willful projections in it, it is an orientation of all of the particles within the influence of that sphere. 
But what what are the particles made of? They're made they, of, are, are, of a wall. They, it would be made of the paint, of the cement, of the plaster, um, of the uh, 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 maintaining structure. The the physical manifestations within that sphere. But the wall does, does that create a hologram that projects outwards into the physicalness around a it? A real wall. In reality, a wall. Yes. It's the creation well, of the wall. If we take a human, for example, a human has their subconscious and their conscious, so their thoughts. Does every time we think a thought impact the hologram we're projecting? It depends upon the person. If the person has a thought that they really don't like, and they just um, say, oh, that's interesting, uh, and, or they just look at it and let it pass through, that thought may not even be their own thought. It may be another's thought. Uh, somebody may be very empathetic, and so somebody with a cold shows up, and that empathetic person just kind of feels the cold and starts sneezing when that person is right around them. The person goes away with a cold and the cold goes away. Uh, mm-hmm. You may uh, do, for instance, uh, we, well, I'll give you a minor example where Terry walked into a room uh, and there was a lady in the room sitting there. It was in the kitchen. And um, Terry walked in the room, and Terry's very empathetic. And she started thinking, oh, I got a cold suddenly. I have a cold. Oh, I have to cure the cold. And so she began taking uh, elements of the cold and dissipating it. And the cold started clearing up. And so the girl in the room uh, exclaimed, you know what, I had a cold and it's going away. So it wasn't Carrie with a cold. It was Carrie being empathetic and uh, experiencing what was in the room to be experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, It happened, uh, another quick example was Carrie was uh, on the piano playing Rachmaninoff's Concerto and D sort of minor, in um, and uh, she was uh, she wasn't playing right then. She walked into the kitchen, and she was um, just envisioning playing it in her mind. And a girl mm-hmm. was sitting in the kitchen and said, "Oh, who's playing the piano?" Well, it was so much put into the hologram space, the the people in the room were picking up the actual piano playing. But the piano wasn't being played right then. It was Terry 
conditioning playing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember one time I had a terrible flu years ago, and I was supposed to play music that night at some little coffee shop, and I was uh-huh. just on the verge of calling them and saying, uh, I don't think I'm well enough to do this. But I overrode that, and I, I went and I stood on the stage, and within five minutes, all of my cold symptoms disappeared. And when my set was over, I was better. So I had a wow. healing. And, that's um, yes, that's an example. And I felt like when I was doing music, Oftentimes, I would create this magical energy. I could feel the flow. It felt not quite as high when I'm doing talks on the Elohim, but it approached that. It felt like I had, I mean, looking back on it, it felt like there were celestial sources that were working with me, that were coming in when I played music. And um, yes, did you comment there, on that? There are. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I could trans, uh, trans, what's the word? Um, I could overcome the physical reality and bring this very lifted energy in. But it wasn't me doing yes. it. It was me and it wasn't me because... Um, I always wanted to bring love, this love to an audience. I started to know there was a kind of love that was different than personal love. It was a transcendent love, a loving energy that would descend on an audience. Yes, and you can uh, collect over uh, the years uh, and lifetimes of doing this, you can collect a body of riffs in your library of the soul. And this can then be a connection place for you and other musicians to come in with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, like, Wear My Smile, the song Wear My Smile, it ends up, if everyone would sing my song, then I really would have a million of me. And looking right. back on it, it sounds like I was invoking uh, group soul energy in the higher realms in those lyrics. And I, I didn't know it. Yes, you can sense <laughs> but, reality. Yes. But you, uh, you talked about particles that... Um, it creates particles. A hologram is made up of particles, yes? The hologram has an effect of unorganizing particles. Yes. Now, there's something called the the people call the quantum field, which is, as I understand it, it's, it's a field of energy 
that's projected from source through the universe that is the precursor, it reforms itself into different densities while it's flowing. And so everything is a form of quantum field reorganizing itself to create matter, etc. Now, is that accurate? That's a simplification, but it is, it is, it is a simplified explanation, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we have a hologram, is that reforming the quantum field into uh, something that keeps it a form? The inputting uh, influences into the ultimate result is keeping it in its ultimate result, but it changes with the momentarily with the input changing. Mm-hmm. And so the, the input, our projection is an output, but it, be, it becomes an input to the field. Yes? Uh, there is another factor, but essentially that is correct. Mm-hmm. And when, when there's, there's certain people who are of very high spiritual caliber that have the ability, have mastered the ability to change the field by their projection and cause things to happen, healings, etc., etc. Yes. Things that would be... For instance, with Kimberly, Kimberly moves into the higher, the God realm, where uh, things can be totally taken apart and then reformatted and put back in a different way where the cancer doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And William, William is, is a a um, Filipino psychic surgeon. And we've watched him stick his hands into people's bodies, actually open up their flesh so that you can see what's inside. And he pulls things out. He pulls tumors out and um, all kinds of um, so stuff. Ways, the bone implants that didn't work. Uh, and, yeah. you know, just nothing being of them. And he is not, he's not sophisticated metaphysically, okay? But yet, he does this so easily. And over and over again, it's kind of amazing to watch it, you know? It is a gift, and, and it uh, takes a special energy and a special... Uh, a high energy. Mm-hmm. And by the way, stay tuned because very soon 
William is going to be a guest on our Monday night call. And um, it's going to be really interesting to talk to him. Okay, he's never he's never done that before. He's never gone public. But he's gotten to know me um, hanging around because Terry had some sessions with him. And um, they've been very good. And I'm in the back sitting there. And I can feel him feeling my energy. and But I never approached him. I just sat and watched. But a few days ago, he was here in Sedona. And uh, we were sitting next to each other. And he was kind of open to talking to me. He stays very reserved. He just goes and does his work. And, and, and now we were talking. And I invited him to be on my show. And he agreed. So, um, stay tuned. Well, I keep watching our schedule. It'll happen in the next two or three weeks, probably. And it'll be a very interesting show. And sometimes, sometimes he travels around the country and to various cities. Yeah. So there may be an opportunity for you to see him and, and, um, you can travel. I mean, if you're somewhere, you could take a plane. It's what I tell you. It's worth it to take a plane and, and do this. If you have some issue that is overwhelming in your physical body, and we will keep you informed. Um, so, back to holograms. When people have psychic oh, impressions... a very important subject in the makeup of everything. Yes. Does the Earth project holograms? I mean, does the Earth change her holograms? Does, do all the planets create holograms around them? <clears throat> um, is our holograms... The answer is, uh, yes, 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 yes. And... Um, uh, <clears throat> The Earth uh, is a, has a number of Earth spirits that project holograms of protection over the area of their influence. Mm-hmm. And angels, everything. Angels project holograms, yes? Yes. And when somebody receives a a healing that looks like a miracle, it could be very likely the result of someone or some group projecting holograms towards that person. Well, angels can read holograms and can... Uh, work with holograms that people uh, are uh, maintaining around them and and can uh, uh, influence the holograms that are being projected to some degree if the person is open. Mm-hmm. So if we go back to the beginning when the Elohim were just 
energy forms, and there was no physical universe. How many Elohims had to participate in the creation of a hologram that became a galaxy, for example? Well, it could be one strong uh, entity, one strong <laughs> Elohim that was uh, looking at um, uh, an area or, or projecting an area uh, that had other particles in it that could form that, that into a spinning uh, galaxy. But if, if one hell, if one Elohim did that, would that mean if he stopped doing it, that the projection would disappear, or would it endure? It can endure because it would set up a pattern within other manifestations that were unformatted. Mm-hmm. I see. So the pattern would endure. And yes. it, it, it reminds me of one point. I asked the question of where do souls come from? Where did the first souls come from? And the answer was, if we talk about a 3D physicalized body, okay, we know that it has a soul. And we know the soul continues after the body dies. And the soul yes. will then either pick up another body or it can transcend this realm and go to uh, another kind of manifestation. It could become an angel or maybe it used to be an angel. It would go back to being an angel. It could go to another planet that had more harmonies than this one. Um, yeah. But um, when I asked the question about where do souls come from, one way they come is there's DNA, and the DNA then attracts energy from the field that form around it, and that energy will stay as that person goes through their life and it continues after they die. Pardon me? Or other form. Uh, uh, Like a star medium. Median. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So souls come from an organization of the field and making nothing form and have a structure around the DNA, which is becoming a body. Souls uh, don't come from the field. Souls can form uh, fields. (coughs) Okay. So we're talking about a soul that comes in to a new being... Obviously, the soul can be a soul from another 
lifetime that comes into that body. It could even be an angel. A new body, not a new being. Okay. A new, a new, well, a new, a new being. A new being. You mean a new person? A new person needs to have a soul, and the body. It doesn't have to. It could be just a body. You mean other other bodies without souls? Yes. For and instance, what? when you get a um, a clone, it does not have a soul. Mm-hmm. It is a body without a soul. So it can function, it can talk, it can have memory, but it doesn't have a soul. It can have... It it, if if the soul is taken and then moved into the clone, then it has function and can communicate. Mm-hmm. If the soul mm-hmm. is then taken from the uh, clone, the clone will uh, more uh, collapse back into its uh, hibernation form. Mm-hmm. And of course, as we have learned, the soul of a embodied person can leave that body and inhabit the clone. Yes. Say that again. The soul of an embodied uh, person can leave that body or yes. before you know be taken from that body even and moved into a clone body temporarily yes. Yes. so the clone Perhaps the person may. now is a, yeah so now the clone is experiencing itself as that person who has yes. been moved into it the person yes. is experiencing himself as the clone mm-hmm. And he doesn't know he's a clone. He thinks he's still in his regular body. And right. um, generally, some some know. Yeah. Sometimes they think they've been astral traveling, for example. Yeah. Or ascended, but in fact, they've only been moved into a clone body somewhere. Yeah. Yes. And and their holograms, all the holograms that were attached to their body, move with the soul into the clone body. Is that true? Not entirely true, but you know, their their whole persona moves into the clone. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to ask again, to make sure I understand this, if I can, what we call the collective consciousness of our planet is a, is a huge hologram based on every person on the planet. 
and their projection. Well, there, there, there are, um, it could be one, there can be many consensus realities. Like um, in, the, uh, in the city of Rochester, New York, you have the Russian uh, section where the people are from Russia and Ukraine, and they have their own uh, collective consciousness and their own history that is um, active within that area of the city. Um, so then there would be uh, majorly along the around the earth would be a uh, consensus reality and right now there is a consensus reality uh, around the whole earth that is put forth by uh, influences that would like uh, them to believe that there's this uh, dangerous um, um, plague uh, that is uh, has ascended pandemic that's ascended on everybody, and that uh, this is very um, severe and and dangerous. And uh, if it, it had been simply ignored, and <clears throat> it would be uh, like a simple uh, part of the flu season, and they they would develop a herd immunity from it. The body has its own immune building system that would develop a herd immunity. Then it would have um, simply passed through, and uh, if things hadn't been shut down, everything would have gone normal, uh, and it would have been like... Uh, a flu part of the flu season. However, when everybody is making this big hullabaloo about it, a consensus reality across the world, I did, uh, it is necessary to wear masks. It just can escalate up until the point where this becomes a reality uh, <clears throat> that uh, it is a... Um, bad situation for mankind as a whole. Mm-hmm. And that's what we could say the negative wants to do. The negative in this room. There, there is a group of the um, of, uh, individuals who have been working very, very hard to make a... And, um, to figure out how to take out 80... 90% of the population because they figure that uh, then there will be more goods for everybody and um, and the planet will be a better place and there will be more for them. And, um, and, and uh, they have been uh, seeking to influence that. It, it's based partly upon their misinformation they're being led into this uh, by <clears throat> other forces that have their own agenda and do not even have the elite in mind. And history of uh, the planet where it has gotten a, uh, a, uh, a desire to eliminate so the majority of the population Oh, one out of six 
uh, individuals was a uh, something that was um, fostered on this planet and and made a very bad karmic uh, change in in the history of the planet. Mm-hmm. Been eleven thirty-six. That are... Okay, eleven what? Eleven thirty-six. Okay. One more question. The people that are promoting this, do they have a karmic past? Some of them were part of the uh, original um, a um, disruption of the peace on, on this planet. It used to be a very peaceful, wonderful, beautiful place until some of those people moved in. And they are still uh, influencing things with the idea that um, if 80% of the population were eliminated, then the place would become a paradise. And mm-hmm. when, the, when this is accomplished, then they will make this place a paradise. However, uh, there are factors, they are being played also, and... Um, they, they may get some consequences that they don't anticipate. What would be a consequence that could happen that they don't anticipate? That the this um, the thing they have put in place. To towards eliminating eighty percent of the population can get out of control, and um, can can uh, really make devastation in the life of the planet. That is one possibility. Mm-hmm. Another possibility is that the uh, other uh, uh, other alien race is seeking uh, to. Uh, uh, take the the planet over for their own purposes, and that mm-hmm. they may be on the list to be eradicated as soon as they have accomplished their eradication of eighty uh, percent of the people. Mm-hmm. Are they creating? Are they subject to karma? What would be the karmic outcomes of? All people, all beings are subject to karma. And it comes around. What goes around comes around is the same. Mm-hmm. So they're creating certain mm-hmm. karmic outcomes in their future. Yes, and they to some degree know. And that's why they figure that they have to announce what they're going to do before they do it, and, and then if nobody objects, then they figure that they're kind of free. And that's why movies come out and TV shows make predictions yes. for the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Simpsons come out and they say, he has the exception where the Simpsons have like, the um prediction of the future and they say things like, oh, it's Kobe. He got killed in a helicopter crash. 
And then you get Kobe being killed in a helicopter crash. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and other uh, things being predicted and then coming about. If anyone goes on YouTube and look up Simpson predictions, you'll see a bunch of them. Okay. Yes. We, I think, um, let me ask CJ, how big is our healing list today, CJ? Are you there, CJ? I counted eight, eight uh, requests earlier. Pardon me? Right. You counted eight, eight requests earlier, yes. Okay. Did CJ drop the hook? Possibly. Oh. I'll tell you what, while we're thinking about CJ, let me open up the healing list. So if she doesn't do it, I'll do it. Okay. Excellent. Hang on just a moment. moment. You know, when we do a healing list, it's not a magical thing where the Elohim just fixes everything. Although sometimes it is, and there's a lot of variables. One of them is, as they said earlier, your projection is senior. And if you're if you've got a, a health issue and you believe you have it, then that creates the ongoingness of that health issue, and it's hard to fix you. And in fact, if you do get fixed, you can just bring back the same issue again because you're still creating it inside of yourself. And and the other thing is, it's like, how, how do you, um, how shall I say this? Have you created an energetic relationship with our sources? Uh, do you come to our calls all the time? That's a way to do that. Um, it isn't necessary, our... but it is a way to to um, learn to read the energy and how to interface. Yeah. Uh, do you read our materials? It's another way to do it. Uh, you know, the, these sources are real. They're real. They're as real as you and I. And um, until you get to know them, uh, well, as you get to know them, you have more potential for healing, and um, and the people that, how shall I say this, within, within all of these sessions we do, like this one, there is 
where does this information come through from that Terry is saying? There is no way Terry could make make it up. It's beyond her own knowledge uh, that she often says things that she couldn't possibly know consciously and consciously. And yeah, it's really interesting because they this is Terry and, and when they ask somebody asks a question and I'm not tuned in to the Elohim and the Loud group, I go, Nobody could answer that. So and and then when I tune in, all of a sudden it's oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Win? Yes, we hear you. Where'd you go? I don't know. I unmuted and no one could hear me. Then my computer shut itself down. But I have something really important I wanted to to mention. Go um, ahead. Thank you. Um, I was worrying a few nights ago about the state of the world. I had a, a nightmare and then I decided to do a prayer and went back to sleep and I had a dream. And I think I know the answer to the problems that we're having in this world. I think I know the solution. And we, I think we all know, because we've heard this before, so it's not new. I'm not inventing anything. Um, but it's to do with random acts of kindness. And what my dream was saying was that the energy that is contained in an act of kindness, a random act of kindness to others, um, builds up an energy for the person. It builds up an energy in the environment. And people, uh, as I see it, have a tendency to want to pass on the energy to others. And if everybody decided on a daily basis that they would do one thing, one act of kindness, whether it was a smile to a stranger, whether it was pulling over and letting somebody pass in your vehicle, that this would, um, this energy would transmit to, to others and then they would want to pass it on to others. And I, f I have a strong feeling that we could transform our reality in a very dramatic way if everyone did something like this. And it's something that is uncorrupted. Mm -hmm. The I global right. So what was, the, yes. what was yes. it that you said about uh, in a vehicle? Well, if you're in a vehicle, and you know, over here in the UK we have narrow country roads, and you can pull over and let somebody come past, which is an act of kindness. Thinking about the other person above yourself and so that on the road when you're driving there's many opportunities 
um, for random acts of kindness. So I like to use the road analogy, the the driving analogy. And I've noticed things um, in real life events where when you let somebody out, um, they appreciate it. And then they do the same to others. And it kind of, the energy of it passes on. Somebody lets you out and you think, oh, thank you very much. That's really wonderful. And then they do the same thing and let somebody else out. And I've seen this so many times. And it's the energy mm-hmm. of the the act and the kindness that transmits from one person to another person. Yeah, and so that's why, that's why I believe my dream was saying that in I know that we have a lot of problems in our world or a lot of challenges, but if the whole of the human race decided we're going to do one thing on a daily basis, even if it's a small thing, then I believe that that act of kindness, what it brings in the Christed consciousness. And it could transform our reality. That's beautiful. You know, the challenge, it is beautiful. And the challenge is, how do you get people inspired to do this and believe it, you know? Um, well, you tell me, well, start with yourself. Way, Don't worry about others. The way to, yeah. the way to, start with the yourself. Way to inspire people, the way to inspire people is by doing it yourself because it's the energy... Mm-hmm. that gets transmitted mm-hmm. in the act. It's the intention and the energy transmits to the other person and it has a natural mm-hmm. momentum. And I believe we could change the whole of this reality if everyone did something like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's like it, it makes a really big effect in my life. This is Terry. It's like when I I went to the restaurant, uh, and then at Christmas time, the waitress made me a stocking with my name on it, a Christmas stocking. And, I mean, it it just really touched me. She didn't have to do that. I mean, I was amazed. (laughs) Yes. It is amazing. We were okay. talking about this today. Sija, Sija, Sija. Yes. We are almost out of time. We're going to go over. Okay, it's eleven fifty-one. We're going to be off of BBS in maybe eight minutes. So, if anyone is listening on BBS that wants to get in on the line to go through the healing list, then you can call. 712-432-0075 with the pin of 940-658-POUND. 712-432-0075 and a pin of 940-658-POUND. And and on that note, I'm going to turn it over to Sija 
and our sources. And she's going to go through this list. And let's all of us do our own projection on each person, remembering it's for the highest good of all concerned, honoring the free will. And and we do know, oftentimes, miracles happen here. So um, go ahead, TJ. Terry, do you need a break? I didn't ask you. No. Okay. All right, Chija. Thank you. I um, ask for the love light, for the protection of the love light to surround each and every person on this list, as subject of this list, listening to this call and listening to the replay. Hi, from Los Molinos. I ask for my daughter, Katie, with her permission to be surrounded and supported by love and light, for her to become pain-free. She's also asking for your support with finding balance in her thought patterns as she is dealing with very positive and very negative perceptions of life. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We search here for possible matches of help for her. Um, we have some potentials. Uh, we see that a lot of what she's dealing with is not hers. It is her very perceptive look at what is going on in California and in the world. It is um, anything that she takes on is being connected with something she feels responsible for, but she isn't. She needs to place Um, responsibility for things going on uh, to the area that needs to be responsible. Like the governor of California is responsible for a number of things. Uh, And so she needs to place responsibility on the shoulders of the individuals who are causing it in a really responsible and to be able to use her great perceptions to be able to um, to to uh, place everything in perspective and see how beautiful she really is. Uh, and we also have been speaking to her as we've been talking. Thank you. Thank you. Joe, New Mexico. I would like to put into the light removing of all harmful AI, nanotech, radionics, and con- on a continuous basis and the effects of it. Clearing and cleaning of our air and water. Healing assistance and protection for our beautiful Mother Earth. 
our human family, our flora and fauna, and all the sentient beings. Healing assistance and protection for my mother, my friend Isis, myself, and all our family, friends, pets, homes, properties, and all we are lovingly connected with, as well as all my prayers. I would like to put into the light my dreams for understanding and extra healing for my stomach. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we take a moment and we will for uh, we, we are uh, reviewing a number of things all at the same time here. Um, there is a um, quercidin. Quercidin may be uh, helpful to you. Quercidin, Q U E R S um, T. Ian, I am, that is uh, an approximation of this spelling. Um, we uh, see the things that you are asking for go very, very deep beyond the comprehension of uh, the majority of people of what the um, Black Ops are working towards in the area of AI. This goes very deep, and your uh, prayers uh, we surround the projects with yours and our prayers that this may the um, influences in this area may dissipate and. Uh, as this is going in a direction that uh, has very negative consequences. And thank you for your prayers. Uh, We silently put other things in the light in connection with this. Thank you. Thank you. 